The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to our semi-annual Last Call episode, Summer 2021 edition, marking the end of Season 5 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I am Ed. And every six months, we like to take a break from all the quasi-weekly whiskey-related pandemonium that is our podcast. Oh, yeah. Humble brag about who's listening to us all over the world. Love it. Reflect back on all the episodes and shorts that we've created in the past six months. Geniuses. <laughs> Do a quick taste of the spirits we're sipping on tonight. Yeah. And that's then, a new thing. Yeah. And then give you a preview of what's coming up in the next six months. And of course, there will be tangents. But first, just as it was in the before times, Ed's going to start us off with some special shout outs. Right, so we always drink during the last call, but we st- we're we so busy now, we're like, let's maximize our last call drinking by doing another quick taste. <laughs> That's right. Because our tastes are now stacked up. Yeah. We actually joked that we're going to have like <laughs> Gabe and Siobhan like subcontracting our quick taste. Right, a second channel. Yeah, yeah. like, hey, it's uh, Gabe and Siobhan, and here's the Kinsey tenure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know that we have so many whiskeys in just so many weeks in the year. Right. So really, I don't have any new random shout outs. I want to thank everybody who is a consistent listener. I, actually, I do. Okay. Um, Andy and his son, Drew, who have become fans and binged our episodes. Yeah, it was really cool to meet them. We we all helped Ed move recently. <laughs> yeah, I just moved recently, and yeah. they were big helps, and I took them out for lunch, and we had great whiskey while we were out. Yeah. And uh, samples of my collection that we moved, and so I really appreciate It's great to have new fans. Yes. And they're completely caught up, so they're going to hear this in time, and they deserve a shout out. So Andy and Drew, thank you so much for all your help and being great fans. Thank you, sirs. Basically, our guests... Siobhan definitely was in her heyday. She was on three episodes and three shorts. She kind of carried us out of COVID, being so close to Scott. She was a, a mm. person that we could tab to kind of jump in right. while other people were canceling and couldn't make it. So mm. we thank her so much. Anders was on two episodes and a short. Sue was on two episodes. Jeff was on an episode and a short. Gabe was on an episode and a short. And my friend Joe was a new guest during the season. <laughs> new he, guy. He was on a, the Scotch episode and a short. Yep. Which short was he on? Uh, smoke Wagon. Oh, the Smoke Wagon. Right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we just got done having Marty and Rachel on for an episode and a short. Right. And then the ladies, minus one of the ladies. Mm, Dre. Dre couldn't make it this season due to drinking, which is really ironic. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Shelby and Nari were on one episode, but they'll be on more coming up. Yeah. And then we did do an interview with Seth from Broken Barrel for his company and Few Spirits and the uh, Broken Barrel Whiskey Company. It was very interesting and very good whiskey. I mean, yeah. what a treat that was to yeah. talk to him and to sample his products. 
Yeah, so um, I have two listener shout-outs, right. actually. Uh, the first one, Jeffrey from Indiana, who responded to our vermouth cocktail episode. Here in Indiana, Dolan is the best vermouth I can buy off the shelf. <laughs> Martini and Rossi and Gallo being the other two. Uh-huh. I make my Manhattans with tequila and orange bitters. Maybe you should start there with a cocktail for it. Every time I get a new whiskey tangent is a better day. Aww. Oh, there you go. Isn't that nice? That was really nice, Isn't man. Nice Thanks thing? so much. And uh, so did he say he makes his Manhattans with tequila? Yeah, he does. Tequila Manhattans, it's a thing. I looked right. it up and I was like, it's super popular nowadays. Wow. Yeah. I, I know you want to try that. I'm a little scared, but <laughs> but for a listener challenge, we'll, yeah. we'll do anything. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, and my second shout out actually leads right into our next section about the listener stats. So if you recall the last, last call in which we lamented that we had been officially downloaded in every state except Wyoming. Wyoming. Well, listener Cody from Montana wrote into the whiskey tangent at gmail.com email address to report the following news a special news bulletin hey guys i just listened to the last call episode and wanted to let you know that while i live in montana i often work in yellowstone national park in wyoming and have listened to the podcast many times there so if that's good enough for you count it as your last date (laughs) (laughs) and that's good enough for me that's right we have an eyewitness account it's like you know he he could have seen bigfoot but instead he listened to our podcast and that's good enough for me (laughs) and it totally does put us over all 50 states Plus, the District of Columbia. There you go. I want to thank Marion Barry for downloading us. Uh, Marion Barry. <laughs> the mayor of D.C. like, what, 30 years yeah. ago? <laughs> well, he's probably still living there. I mean, where else would he go? Oh, that's true. Nobody I mean, he, him. He got removed from mayor for literally smoking crack. Literally smoking crack. With yes. prostitutes. And they reelected him as mayor. I mean, that's D.C. right there, they I did. think. Yeah. I mean, you can't make that up. Oh, what shit. a different world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um so the states so yeah we're in all the states all now. 50 states yeah, so that's so old news wyoming's now. crossed off the list so yeah. i'll just do the top 10 really quick we know number one is new jersey obviously yeah. pennsylvania is number two but we have a new number three what illinois wow yeah i don't know anybody in illinois i know up two spots wow from last year yeah so uh number four down one spot maryland yeah number five down one spot california california don't the party (laughs) sorry (laughs) number six is florida holding steady Steve uh, downloading all our podcasts and three of his friends. <laughs> yep. You know, and with all the anti-vaxxers and anti-mask people probably mm. dropping like flies down there. Wow. But yeah, thanks guys in Florida for staying steady. And uh, listen, I go to Florida a couple times a year and I love it. Yeah. Number seven, up one spot, New York. Number eight, up one spot, also Georgia. Mm. Number nine, down two spots from last year, Virginia. Oh, Virginia, what did we do? I don't know. Virginia. And then rounding up the top 10, Missouri. Uh, A couple movers up four spots from last year, from 17 to 13, Delaware. I mean, Uh, it's about time you join the party, Delaware. You're just right right. there. You're literally kissing our ass (laughs) as a state. I mean, look at a map. Look at a map. Yeah. And uh, down from 25 to 32, Minnesota. What did we do? What did we do, Minnesota? Down seven spots. I mean, they found out we're Eagle fans, and they remember the shellacking we oh, gave them in 2018. That's right. Still, that was great. Sorry about that. In your face. Yep. In your face, Viking face. 
Your face, Viking fans. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, so the countries. Yeah, this is my favorite part. Yeah, this favorite part. So last year we had forty-five. Okay. This year. We're up to 50. Wow, five more countries. Five new countries. And That's awesome. And they are... Okay, the five new ones. Five new ones. This isn't technically a new... Well, I guess it is. Puerto Rico. Well, it's a territory, so we're going to say yes. Yeah. It's a new... Location. Yeah. yeah. It's a new location, absolutely. Yeah, Puerto Rico. So, uh, also Cyprus. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? So exotic we are now. Yeah, yeah. These are all exotic. Montenegro. Oh, so that's a little mountainous European country, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Morocco. Wow the hell is going on i don't know morocco and how do we get so cosmopolitan <laughs> seriously and bangladesh wow bangladesh i mean that's the one that surprises me the least because that's the most people in there mm-hmm. montenegro that's a small country yeah though. yeah it's crazy so the top 10 for the countries uh united states and canada it's just like new jersey right, and pennsylvania right, right, right. states uh number three up three spots the united kingdom all right finally joined the party it's got to be the queen right Scott. <laughs> she's realized that you are one of her lords right <laughs> so oh, i must listen to scott oh. uh number four down one afghanistan so this is uh this is our buddy um brian who was in afghanistan for a while so he is steadily going down the list now because nobody else listened to us yeah, in I, afghanistan. I, I have a feeling that afghanistan's going down the list on a lot of things so yeah. uh, goodbye wow. afghanistan yeah. uh number five also down one spot spain okay number six up two spots south africa interesting number seven down one spot germany germany come on come on germany, come on, germany. and we know you like whiskey there we heard you got a lot of whiskey yeah, there we're gonna have we're gonna do german whiskey someday someday number eight down three spots taiwan i feel like maybe the person who's listening to us stopped listening to us sorry whatever we did to offend you taiwan maybe that's china coming in saying you're not a country so. yeah, maybe china's jamming us yeah maybe Thanks, China. Mm. Has China ever downloaded us even one time? China, China. That's a good I question. I bet no. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. 1.2 billion whiskey listeners, and yeah. we can't get any of them. Yeah. Wow. Well, they block a lot of shit, too. Right. I think they're blocking us. Yeah. Just us. If they, right, if they heard us, then they would want freedom. <laughs> uh, number nine, up one spot, India. Oh, nice. And rounding at the top 10, down one spot from last year, Mexico. Okay. Yeah. And who's 11, just for the record? Uh, 11 is Thailand. Oh, right. You said they went down, right? Yeah. Okay. We're good. So oh. we got two movers. Uh, up four spots from 21 to 17 is Sweden. Nice. And up nine spots from 21 to 12, Croatia. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm thinking Sweden might be Anders' fame, finally. Oh, maybe. You know, he, he has Swedish ties, of course. He half, half Swedish. So there yeah. we go. Yeah, there we go. So that's who's listening to us all over the place. Well, we say that the stats are our favorite, but this was really our favorite part. It's yeah. the recap of all the <laughs> episodes and shorts on season five. All right. Let's just play the Mormon real quick from three seasons ago. Just to- <laughs> uh, we published 19 podcasts in season five, nine episodes and 10 shorts. We're always working. Always working. So we'll just we'll just get right into it. Let's get into it. All right. So the first whiskey short we did in season five was the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel Quick Taste. So the hard thing about this for me was you got a delicious bourbon to me for like twenty nine thirty one dollars, Elijah Craig, and then they wanted me to pay sixty for the toasted barrel. Right, and I, it was right. hard for me to swallow, but the whiskey wasn't. <laughs> I was because say, and then I opened it. It was delicious. It was worth sixty dollars. Yeah, that was really good. It was exceptional, and I uh, was stunned at how good it was. Yeah, we did that with Anders, I believe. 
and I made him and you a, a cocktail that that was kind of bitter. It had a bitter ingredient. In and it. I had a thing. I I think I remember having a little bit of reservation. So um, I want to do something fun, maybe. Mm-hmm. On the Elijah Craig website, they have cocktails. Mm-hmm. And since Anders is here, and Anders has not been here for a cocktail episode in a while, since I episode haven't. 30. I you said I was off the back hook today. In, no, no, you are off the hook. So here's the fun thing. I'm going to make the cocktail. All right. Wait, what? And I'm going to serve Anders a cocktail. So that's a fun thing for Anders. And the fun thing for Ed will be, it's likely a cocktail that he will absolutely abhor oh, <laughs> oh i love shit. this i know exactly what it is and i am so excited you are not using any of my toasted barrel for your this, fucking campari hang on hang on hang on Boulevard uh, listen <laughs> i'm gonna make it and then we'll come back and then we'll, we'll continue no, the nonsense we're not gonna make it we're not coming back Yeah, so the first episode we did was episode 37, the American Single Malts times five, <laughs> while the barn burned down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. Like, what is wrong with us? Yeah, so Jeff and Sue came on and we did uh, five different American Single Malts. Delicious. Stranahan's really shined that day, I remember. Something that we really hadn't done on the podcast. They weren't all good. No. Two of them were excellent. I find that I like American Single Malts, on average, better than I like scotches from scotland yeah my palate i mean that makes me an oddball i know that but i don't know they're made for americans i guess american single malt for american (laughs) right my palate works for it right murka um this was all jeff's fault really well Uh, i read the uh the origin story of stranahan's and the one guy was a firefighter and uh and then this happened um, in 1998, when volunteer firefighter Jess Graber responded to a neighbor's barn fire down the road, he never <laughs> imagined what would come of it. The barn Jess made an effort to save, which sounds like the barn burned down. Um, <laughs> Good job, Jess. <laughs> yeah. Failure. He made the effort. Yeah, he did. Failure. E for effort. Yeah. <clears throat> um, sounds like one of those fire bugs that sets his own fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, I know. Oh, it burned down. Oh, that's a shame. But I jacked off to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit it's just, uh, just probably just the most inappropriate thing it's like the stranahan's is never going is to give us one of the funniest things that ever happened and the fact that it came from jeff is even better of course we build on it and make it worse right that's right. what we I, do yeah, that, yeah that's what we that, do that was me that time yeah I, it's usually you but that time was me yes uh after that we did the weller antique 107 quick taste Yo. Oh, so good yeah the follow-up to our previous tasting of the special reserve which just was average yeah the one the antique 107 if you can get that for 55 dollars or something it's worth it it's really a good whiskey yeah i know we overpay for it up here i think it's like 45 dollars down in kentucky or whatever yeah, yeah. but it's super good it's hard to find think about what i'm saying eagle rare was the best product that you guys had that we could find and drink and now it's gone and you have so many expressions that are just a myth. You're like Bigfoot. It's like I saw your bottle run behind a tree the other day. <laughs> Some, someone took a grainy photo in Scotland on a lock and your whiskey was in exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like lock, lock, lock Ness whiskey. whiskey. Holy shit. <laughs> 
So after that, episode 38 was the Bullet versus Redemption reboot, the 100th podcast. So we wanted to redo basically our first podcast. We didn't do good no. research. We were just starting out. We didn't know what we were doing. We were real hesitant on the microphone. We're so much better now. So for our 100th podcast, we wanted to do just the redo of our and, yeah, original. And a deep dive into both brands. Right. And this time we did bourbon. So we switched it up before it was Rise. And then this time we had four different Right. We did bourbons. a 10-year-old Bullet versus the nine-year Redemption. The nine-year Redemption is spectacular. Mm. We did a, a high rye redemption. Yeah, like a barrel select from Benash, I think. No, I think that was from Mount Ephraim. Oh, okay. Gonna, maybe it was Benash. I can't remember. They both put one out. Yeah. And I drank both of them. And we did the barrel strength from Bullet. The barrel strength is darker, but that's just because it's not as watered down. It's, we're talking about 91 proof versus 117. But not as dark as you'd expect. Right. So the Bullet Tenure has always been a private pleasure for me. Mm, it's, wait, private pleasure? Well, I mean, I don't really broadcast it. I don't jack off to it. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not like a barn fire. But the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> with the struggles that I've had with the other 10 years that I enjoy, which is the Eagle Rare, which is harder and harder to find and more expensive. The Henry McKenna 10 year, which is harder and harder to find and more expensive. Stop saying harder and harder. <laughs> to find. <laughs> oh. But you know what? If you go back and listen to episode one, and if you haven't ever listened to it, I say go ahead. Our format was in place there. We talked about the distilleries. We mentioned sourcing. We really foreshadowed a lot of what we were going to focus on in the next 99 episodes. Yeah, it just wasn't as deep as we you know, go now. We're not as now good. Now. Right. We're now. better now. Much better. Absolutely. We like ourselves now. Yeah. yeah. We didn't then. I like me. <laughs> I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And, and gosh darn it, it, people like, like me. me. <laughs> the next thing we did was Stellum Spirits, bourbon and rye quick taste with Siobhan and Anders. Right. This is uh, was sent to us by Barrel slash Stellum. Yes. They sent us two samples of their bourbon and rye, and um, they were delicious. Yeah, quite good. We did our an unboxing video that we put on YouTube. That's so right. If you haven't seen that, go find it. Two and a half minutes. Of us unboxing the samples. And, you know, it's basically was Barrel trying to give a more reasonably priced brand without watering down the Barrel brand. Right. The rye won a lot of awards. I think the bourbon was better. So you can't go wrong with either one. This is supposed to be better, according to the people in San Francisco. Right, it's right. Because it better won than the two bourbon. golds. Mm. It's, it should be twice as good. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? All right, so what do we got on the smell for this rye? Uh, alcohol. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another wound cleaner, definitely. <laughs> uh, thank God it doesn't taste as your initial smell. But, I know, right? But then you have to get past it because yeah. there is nose there. Does the, anyone else get mint on the nose at the very end of like Mint. This? A little bit, yeah. Do you get that a little bit? No. Random belligerence. Siobhan doesn't taste mint, damn it, edition. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I guess a little mint. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah mm -hmm. I, at the no. very end. I wasn't going to pick that out. Even like, uh, so circling back to like flowers, focus on like what herbs too. I think that's super important. Are you getting basil, dill, mint, thyme? We're going to taste. Can we taste yeah. it? I Absolutely. Have no. Random belligerence. Anders doesn't want to taste it yet, damn it, edition. Right, so that was Anders and Siobhan, and they did that on the same night. We did, did yeah. the episode 39, where we did rum, gin, and tequila all barrel-aged. Right, we wanted to just to show that other spirits are aged in barrels. Right, the gin was from uh, Corsair. That's right. And we had we had it for so long. Yeah, they sent to us like a year and a half ago. We just... <laughs> We just kept it waiting to use. It was good. I mean, as I remember, it was a good gin. It was a good gin. Yeah. So, uh, it tastes like Fruit Loops. 
Okay. <laughs> That's, um, all right. I, I don't remember that, but all you right. don't remember that? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely getting the orange zest that you were saying earlier, Siobhan. Yeah. Yeah. But like a Christmas tree. I'm getting Fruit Loops. Oh. Interesting. I can actually smell that. Mm. I, feel, I see what you're getting from that. There's a definitely a, a fruity sweetness to it. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean artificial is bad, but that no, artificial right. yeah. Fruit Loops sweetness is, yeah. yeah, it's so powerful. Like, I don't know what makes Fruit Loops Fruit Loops, yeah, but I right. can smell it in this gym. Red dye number one. Oh. <laughs> I definitely smell yellow four. <laughs> yellow number four, for yeah, sure. Blue Lake, definitely. Number six. Blue Lake. Yeah. Um, then we did a short. This was the short we actually did with Jeff, but we ended up pushing it off because of <laughs> Stellum. Uh, the Caribou Crossing <laughs> Canadian Quick Taste. Right. Wherein Ed <laughs> accused Sazerac of being vampires. Uh, the distiller bottler is the old Montreal distillery in Montreal, Canada, nice. and the owner is Sazerac from New Orleans, Louisiana. They, they get their hands in the weirdest thing, Sazerac. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the Sazerac company is owned by vampires. <laughs> you know how like in Interview with Vampire, they live to like 180 years and they just start owning weird stuff? Like I feel like they've been to France and got shit. They came over here and they got a place in New Orleans and they're up in Canada owning stuff. Like Sazerac's name keeps popping up. Somehow they own Buffalo Trace, <laughs> but they don't. So which means they right own Blattons, but they don't. <laughs> right. Like it's like the weirdest thing they're trying to track it down like it's such a mystery they turn into werewolves every now and then and shit like that <laughs> no, like, wait wait i thought they were vampires well, i know they got they all hang out i watch twilight they're all together jeff so. jeff is this canon no it is not no as long as they have like the, the little heart on their oh. on their cheeks or the the feather duster to powder their faces oh that means they're vampires that means they're french oh the french vampires <laughs> <laughs> They've been around for many, many years. They have properties all over. I'm saying if they were vampires, this is what they would do. <laughs> oh, the next episode was episode 40, Ooh. Cocktail Combat 2, where we competed against each other to make the best cocktails with Anders presiding. I tell you, this was one of our best ideas, and it was even better when we actually did it. The cocktails were all exceptional. All three of us, Gabe, Scott, and myself, really pulled out the stops and went for it and just had really good cocktails andres was in a really rough situation but he gave fantastic judgment and feedback yeah and uh it was close i mean i i did win at the end nipping scott's ever so slightly and i really blame scott for just being too creative he went <laughs> he went over the top on creativity and probably just kind of got in his own way a little bit he had these spectacular infused syrups. Right. Well, I surprised everybody by making my own wine cordial to use, and someone had to win, and in this case, it was me. So, Okay, so let's take yeah. a break. We're going to make our Manhattans, and then Andres is going to come back and uh, see if anybody can win that round. I did happen to win the old-fashioned round. Oh, bad, 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 bad. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, after that, we did the, uh, actually, on the same day before that, but, you know, Whiskey Wormhole. The Whiskey Madness Low End Triple Blind yeah. Invitational right. with the four low-end expressions, sort of riffing on the thing that we did the previous year, which we did high-end. So this right. time we thought everything under $25, let's do four whiskeys and then just to basically do a bracket, but tasting them all at the same time. Old Overhaul, Bottom Bond, Rye. Yeah. It was a George Dickel. Yeah. Heaven Hill Black Label. Yeah. And, and oh, the Rebel. The Rebel 100. Yeah. Yeah, the Rebel yeah. 100, right. I think it was Old Overholt that won pretty clearly. Yeah. The only one we didn't like at all, I believe, was the Heaven Hill Black Label. Yeah. So, 
coming in last. Yeah. Bottle number two, obviously, none of us really like that. It was terrible. On the bottom is C, and C is... Heaven Hill's shitty-ass Black Bible. (laughs) It actually says shitty-ass old-style bourbon (laughs) on it. But in the first two seconds of it, it's corn, vanilla, and bourbon. Yeah. It's eleven dollars a bottle, so if you need to make a drink, I mean, any of them make a drink if you pour some ginger ale on it. But <laughs> when right. it comes to sipping, only the old overholt really held its own. Yeah. Rebel isn't bad. The Rebel is not bad. No, but. it's not. So after that episode forty-one, Scotch Fest twenty twenty-one, oh we had Balvenie, oh. we had two Glenlivets, and we had four Glenmorangies. Seven scotches, and I found out that I have a bougie Scotch palate. <laughs> the Scotch has to be like over eighty dollars for me to like the Scotch, at least. And if it's $215, even better. Yeah. Uh, your friend Joe from work, he came on and surprised us with, that's why we had seven. Yeah. We thought we maybe we'd have three. Seven right. scotches in a night is a fucking crazy time. Oh my God, we get so drunk. <laughs> Almond croissants, all balanced in a soft drumbeat of spice. Each sip is like sending your senses on a holiday to a French pastry shop. <laughs> wow, almond croissants. It's funny you say that, and I'm going to France this summer. I've never been to France. I've, I, I was I've never been, been to France. But you've gone to Europe. I've you, been to Europe, but I've been been never Europe. been to France, but I was in French Canada once. Canada? French Canada. Yep. No, that's That's how they say thing. it, I think. Wow, this is really nice. I would say this is my favorite scotch of the night. I'm still not tasting the baklava, and I love baklava. Mm, mm. I just said I think this is my favorite scotch of the night. No, no, I, I heard you, Ed, no, and, no, and over, I'm trying to decide. I mean, if that doesn't qualify as me being open-the-fuck-minded, I want credit for that. Wow, why are you so salty well, no, about I'm that? Not, I wasn't salty at all. Y'all stepped this way. You came at me hard. So I'm just saying that after tasting the fucking nectar <laughs> of the right. God, it is no, very, I'm not done yet. Ed, so, you're done when I say you're done. Fred, he's doing come. it again. See, Joe, this is what I told you about Fred. Right. And yeah. He's getting too big for fucking britches. Ed's Whiskey Non Scotch Podcast. Let's go. Non Scotch with the S C O T. Two T's. Two T's. The, the S I Non Scott Podcast. <laughs> Good luck editing this bitch. <laughs> But wow, those two scotches that he brought, was it the Signet and the... Um, yeah, the Glamouragi Signet. Yeah. And it was um, the, the Glenlivet 18. Yeah, you got it. So it's a lot of scotches to yeah. remember. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Smoke Wagon. We did a short, uncut, unfiltered, quick taste. Delicious. Good um, stuff. Yeah, the hype is legit. That particular one, the uncut, the unfiltered, is a very nice, dense whiskey yeah. with really good mouthfeel and nice flavor. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, information about what a smoke wagon actually was. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of the 21st century, first and second generations SAAs are highly regarded as collector's items and often considered too valuable to even shoot. Mm. In 2011, the Colt Single Action Army Revolver won an online poll by a margin of 38% to be named the official firearm of Arizona. Is there official firearm of New Jersey, you think? I'm sure there has to be. It's probably just like a sawed-off shotgun or whatever <laughs> Whatever the mob uses. Whatever they're using in Camden these whatever days. Whatever they use in the mob. No, right. 
Um, I would say also that if I remember correctly, one of those peacemakers that was taken off of a dead soldier at Little Bighorn Ooh. turned up and they came across it and actually turned out to be the actual gun that was at that battle. They oh, can tell by the cool. serial number. So cool. that's like the coolest peacemaker story I have. Hmm. But, uh, the fact that you have a peacemaker story at all is <laughs> impressive. <Wow. laughs> um, then we did episode 42, Michter's American versus Michter's Rye. Right. And the best thing about that was the origin story was, yes. was just the craziest thing. And so it was that after poaching talent from Brown Foreman and deciding to keep the new distillery in Kentucky in 2011, Magliaco got wind that David Peem had that authentic pot still from the original Michter's distillery in his garage, just sitting there for 15 years. He reached out only to discover that Beam had just sold it a month earlier to a buyer in Ohio. What the fuck? Mag- Ohio? Yeah, Ohio. Magliaco anxiously called the new owner to make him an offer he couldn't refuse. Apparently, though, it was refused. Oh. But Magliaco was relentless. And by the time the distillery was completed, in 2015, four years later, the owner finally relented and Michter's had its original still. Wow. Oh my God. What an amazing story. I'm on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> no. One of so the most interesting. unique origin stories we've ever had. Just incredible. I, can, I remember when I was researching it, just going down that article that I had found and just paragraph after paragraph had some incredible revelation each time. It didn't seem possible. No, it didn't. It was almost like somebody made it up and trying to troll us. Right. So the next one is the Larceny Barrel Proof Quick Taste. Oh my God. So honestly, there's few moments in my adult life that takes me back to childhood and Christmas morning. But after 10 months of looking for a bottle of Larceny Barrel Proof. Yeah. And And there it was, just sitting on their top shelf behind the counter for $89, which was pretty reasonable for Morrow Brothers. And I get it, and I bring it home, and I'm excited, and we do the quick taste on it. And it's literally better than I even expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah, because you would have had it I had had it in Florida once. Which was what prompted you to search for it for 10 months. 10 months before. And of course, I read the hype when it was in Whiskey Advocate coming out as Whiskey of the Year. I'm like, well, yeah, I had it. It was pretty good. Yeah, you were hyping it to me, too. And it lived up to all the hype that you had given to it. Mm. Wow. Whoa, burst of flavor. What flavor is unbelievable. Oh, it's so uh, peppermint. Like, it's, oh my God, it... I don't want to say this, but it tastes like one of those um, licorice-y mm. Necco wafers. Okay. It's like licorice and mint. Like the clove, remember that one? Yeah. Like, um, yes, like yes. the clove Necco wafers. You know what I mean? I uh, do. And, and that goes with the herbaceousness of it. This is completely different than what I was expecting because we were sipping it, as we said, on the regular Larceny, and the regular Larceny right. does not taste like this. It's so tingly on the tongue. I fucking love it. This like, is, it sizzles on your tongue. like Yeah, this is fucking tremendous. And what's really weird, I'm getting this sort of um, watery flavor in the front of my mouth. Maybe I'm just salivating yeah, so I, much. I think that's what it is. <laughs> It is fucking fantastic. It's probably in the in the top five. It's definitely top five bourbons I've ever had. That's for sure. Yeah, and eighty nine dollars, even for Morrow Brothers, is pretty cheap for this expression yeah. that you really can't find yeah, anywhere. I mean, if, if you could get it coming out of the factory, you can get it for like 55, 60 bucks, but that's not going to happen. No. And when you're way up in New Jersey, and Lord knows Kentucky doesn't love us. Like they, <laughs> They'll sell us their whiskey, but only what they don't want to keep right. themselves. So. Right. It's like what we did to your brother. We took over for his birthday, took over the whiskey we didn't want anymore. Well, I mean, I knew he would appreciate it, but we'd already drank yeah. some of it, so I gave him four half bottles instead of one new bottle. I right. thought that was more fun for him. It, it, it's good for him. Yeah, the pond we, is the pond yeah. is good for him. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the can't major believe you just threw me under the bus like oh, that. Sorry, no, we can cut that out. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, he doesn't listen to this. That's right. We'll put it here as a bomb to see if he ever really supports my podcast. Ooh, right. So, so if he doesn't, he'll never know. So there. Hmm. Uh, I also made you make a cocktail for this one as well. Yeah. Just like the Elijah Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What drink were you thinking of making? Okay, so the drink is, and I thought it would be a cool addition to our Prohibition Era High Proof Cocktails episode that we did last year around this time. Okay. Called the Getaway Car. Okay. And it's only a three-ingredient cocktail. The bourbon, larceny. Yeah. Orange liqueur. We have some Cointreau. Oh, yeah, sure. And... A half an ounce of lemon juice. And you have lemons. And I have lemons. I'm down for that. You're down for that? And then all of a sudden you hear like, uh, standing in for the larceny barrel proof will now be old Ezra number seven. <laughs> well, that'll be regular larceny. <laughs> right. Regular larceny will now take the role. And a shot of like Everclear. <laughs> uh, episode 43, mm-hmm. uh, Broken Barrel. They sent us four whiskey yeah, so, so I, good. we weren't going to do this as an episode we we're going to do this as a short but then when we did the interview with seth and then we have four things to taste i'm like it, it can't be a short that it's not short yeah what right. do we call it so we decided to do a whole episode on it yeah and it was really good whiskey all of it was i mean god they're doing some really neat stuff with what they call oak bills which is infusing wood into the uh, whiskey and giving different flavors is really good yeah the fact that the whiskeys are so young mm-hmm. and they put the barrel staves in it and it really just it's like magic you can do magic (laughs) you can do anything with wood and whiskey magic (laughs) then we have the lightning storm oh my god and the whole thing with well we'll just play it lightning struck within four miles Keep an eye out. Okay. okay. Thank you. If it comes in the window and kills me, at least I'm drinking whiskey while I die. So I'll be uh, right. We got thunderstorms in the area. And then we'll have to figure out a way to jerk you off. Oh, wow. Right before you. Wait. That one last time. Just oh the one God, last time. so nice of Isn't you. Isn't that nice? Right? Wait, I'm As you're jerked. shuffling off the mortal coil, yeah. you will also I be... Want- coming <laughs> off the mortal coil. And plus, she'll get a little bit of a buzz from the residual electricity while she's doing it. Like, <laughs> Right, because the lightning would right. strike and you, oh, not touching her. Shit. Right. Just like, for, like, just like for compassion. Right. Like, yeah, just like, like support. I'm sorry you, you have to do this. <laughs> you need me to help. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. Wow. Uh, Siobhan is nuts. Well, nuts. you're nuts, and yes. Siobhan's nuts. Yes, it approves. It approves. But uh, fun. Okay, so here's the next short we did. Isaac Bowman, port <laughs> finished, quick taste. <laughs> <laughs> so never on the podcast have I had such a knee-jerk reaction to a whiskey. Well, I, no, I mean, even, even worse than the pepper. I mean, yeah, this one, I didn't like it from the first smell. And it, the smell, That's true. Is exa- it's a whiskey that smells exactly how it tastes. And, and it it's just not, rancid to me. Not good. I thought it had spoiled or something. Now, a few people have tasted and said, like, well, I don't really see what you guys have a problem with. So it just shows you how palettes are different. But both me, Scott, and Siobhan, by the way, detested it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is not good. What? This is terrible. What? It's It's salty. It's brine. This yeah, that, that's an odd taste. This is so odd. So wait a minute. So where have you been seeing this online? Yeah, like on like all the um, the whiskey drinker groups, you okay, know? Yeah. Like Bourbon Sippers and the Whiskey Tribe and, and really? South Jersey Bourbon Drinkers. Yeah. I tell you what, I just added some water to this and it added zero value. <laughs> really? Yeah. You didn't like it? No, oh, I didn't okay. like it. I just oh added some God. water. I don't like this. 
Yeah, so listen to the palate. Salty, meaty nuts in the manner of cashews, dried wood, sour cherries, and underripe plum. It's terrible. Underripe plum? This is this yeah. is the space that it tastes like, and who would like that? It's terrible. Yeah, who would like an underripe plum? All right, so people criticize us for liking everything we drink. Here you listen, go, folks. We pick stuff that we think we're going to like, because who the fuck wants to drink shit you don't like? <laughs> I thought we were going to like this. I hate this. Wow, that's I light. will not put. I will word. dump this down the fucking sink before I put another wow. drop of this Isaac Bowman wow. Pioneer Spirit straight bourbon whiskey finished in port barrels in my mouth again. And yeah. we would have poured it down the sink, except we keep it as a control to haze our other guests or find out if they like it. Right, and they go, "You can't be on the podcast right, anymore." Then, right, <laughs> then we throw them off. That means our palate is trash. Yes. So after that, we did episode forty-four. Uh, ladies night mm. three we did whiskey and wine barrels yes and we kind of taught them how to how to taste whiskey because this Properly, is the first right. time on the podcast that they drank whiskey right they've done cocktails they've done wine infused in whiskey barrels and this right. time they're doing whiskey and once again dre couldn't make it right so we had a last minute fill in from sue yeah yeah and sue and uh, nari and shelby Brantley clicked and got along really well. Made for a great episode. Yeah. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. And and you wouldn't think asking them to read paragraphs. (laughs) Cabernet Sauvignon is one of the world's most Wait, say Sauvignon again. Sauvignon. Mm -hmm. Let's let her go. Let's let her go. Cabernet Sauvignon Mm. is one of the world's most. (laughs) Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Is it's your first time on the podcast? I'm done with all of you. Oh my god, he's we, so we, we just have to finish. You got two paragraphs, okay. and we okay. taste a whiskey, and then we're done. It's okay. your fault, though. I know it is. We yeah. do this every time someone reads a wine thing, but we, should, we, we should read wine every episode. Wait, read you wine. Let me do mine, though. Oh, wait, no, Hordy. Go. We crushed yours. What are you talking about? You barely got through a sentence. We were crushing you. I know. We, we couldn't get through Sue's either. So uh, it's equal opportunity. And Equal All fuckery, if matter. you will. <laughs> <laughs> Equal opera fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> All readers matter. matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. All I wanted to do was get them involved in the podcast and have you know keep their interest. So I gave the write-ups that I or Ed would normally read. Yeah. I decided to give to them and <laughs> they couldn't really get through them. Because we were torturing them. Yeah, provided know. most of the comedy for the podcast. I agree. It was great stuff. Um, the next one we did was the Jim Beam Bonded Quick Taste. Right. This is, um, you know, I like bottled and bond expressions. Yeah. And anytime I found one, I want to try it. And I liked it. I don't know that we drink a lot of whiskey on the podcast that's named Jim Beam. We don't. Yeah, so um, this is a brand that we don't really like very much. Um, <laughs> well, no, I'm, let's stop that. It's an iconic <laughs> brand. It makes tons of the brands we like. Well, that's the distillery. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, before you alienate the number one <laughs> potential sponsor we could have in the industry. <laughs> right. And somebody we've already worked with over the Legion brand. Correct. And have, at this point, up until probably 90 seconds ago, I've had a tremendous relationship. <laughs> And um, I liked it, and Scott liked it. Yeah, Siobhan uh, was there. She liked it, too. She liked it. Although I think she liked the other ones better. I find the Evan Williams, for some reason, it goes down better than the Jim Bean. <laughs> I do. Evan Williams goes down better than Jim Bean? <laughs> Shut up. See, I'm not even thinking that. But you know We're just clarifying what you said. <laughs> you started it. I'm not talking anymore. So... 
Yeah. And then I think Anders had said that he liked Evan Williams' bottle and bond better. Yeah. And Steve from Florida. Right. He said that Jim Beam bonded is a pour down the drain expression for him. He did. He did. So I'm like, all right. It's only like $25 or something. So pour it down the drain if you want. Yeah. If you made a bad purchase. Yeah. You might as well. Or you can haze your friends with it. (laughs) Right. Right. Or pour it on like an insect bite and stuff like that. Right. Use it as a disinfectant. Clean your, you're in Florida. Clean the uh, algae off the bottom of your boat with it if you want. Uh, then maybe one of our most successful concepts for an episode yeah. episode 45 whiskey cocktail deconstruction does your vermouth vermatter i know <laughs> and our guest with us today are marty and rachel say hi guys hi hey how you doing hey guys welcome to the whiskey tangent podcast well, thank, thank you. you for having us you're finally here at the gates of whiskey tangentry <laughs> so um I think the first conversation we ever had with Marty and Rachel at the lounge, Rachel pops up and says, you know what you need to do on this podcast thing that you guys have? Yeah, this little <laughs> thing that you do. <laughs> that thing you do. <laughs> well, you need to talk about vermouth. No one ever talks about vermouth. And, you know, I looked at her and I thought to myself, you know what? Holy crap, she's right. Yeah. So we thought it was a great idea. We were going to do this like last summer. Yeah. And then, of course, a thing called COVID came. What? And, and everybody, What's that? Everybody went deep in their bunkers. Like it was like <laughs> a 12-month tornado alert coming in. <laughs> you know, Auntie M, Auntie M, I want to drink vermouth. Get in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> and something that really, just talking to people in passing, everyone admits that they were slow to the party of vermouth, you know? It's like they really go out of their way to drive around and find different whiskeys and bitters. I see people arguing bitters all the time, yeah. maple bitters and Woodford Reserve orange bitters. And right. Is it Peychaud's or is Angostura, yeah. which is better? And then meanwhile, the vermouth is just sitting there. Think about it. Most people, when they order a Manhattan, will tell them what bourbon they want, but not ask for a specific vermouth. Right. So it's not commonplace yet for places to have three or four different vermouth on. Right. And technically, it, it could be up to a third of the cocktail right. that you're completely ignoring. Right. So it was an amazing episode. I think one of our best of the season, if not maybe the best. Yeah. And the last thing we did um, that comes out right before this one last week came out, the Pinhook Vertical Quick Taste. Right. Once again with Marty and Rachel. And yeah. An interesting concept where uh, Pinhook, they release some at four years, they release some this year at five, they're going to release some at six. So each year there'll be another bottling that comes out until it's all bottled up. Right. And you could, if you want, taste the progression of the whiskey as it ages. Yeah, it's a really cool concept. So we'll be able to get one of these every year. We talk a lot about on the podcast about how, like, if it's a young whiskey, we're like, you know, if this was just aged one more year, what it would taste like. And now we can do it with this particular expression. Right. It's the same mash bill aging gradually every year. So next yeah. year they'll do six year. And finally Seven. nine year will be the last one. Well, um, actually it'll be nine years plus four. So like 13 because yep. they started at the four year. Well, wait, how? you're right, but. I'm confused. <laughs> uh, so they just started this last year. This is the second year they're doing it. 2019, they started, uh, and this is the 2020. Yeah, 2020. So I it'll got go you. to what? 2027. Right. Oh my God! If it's crazy. Hope I live long enough to get the last <laughs> bottle. I got to, I, I, it's another motivation to start like that's getting right. some walking in. That's right. Now and you I, have a reason. <laughs> I have a reason. Pinhook has given me a reason to live. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of other distilleries should do this. 
Like, because yeah. I, I would love to taste like a Knob Creek. Yeah. And have it each year come out with a new one up to whatever ten or twelve years. It would be amazing. All right. What about a Buffalo Trace? You know, we know I, that Eagle Rare is ten. Yeah. So why not just like take it from four or whatever it is to five to mm-hmm. six to seven to eight, and then just stop there if you want? That would be an interesting journey. Yeah. I, I wonder if the pinhook thing gets really successful. Maybe some other distillers will copycat it. I think they might, Scott. They be, just might. <laughs> they just might. Uh, so that's it. That's the recap. That's all we did in season. Great. five great um we're gonna take a quick break because we're gonna come back and do a quick taste yeah of two whiskeys that have a similar theme we'll be right back I'm Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, here with another quick taste in the middle of our last call. I'm here with Scott. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so Scott, tell everyone what we're tasting today on the last call. Yeah, so uh, Ed, for my birthday, bought me two, two, count them two, bottles of Buffalo Trace Kosher Whiskey. One of them is a straight rye, and the other is a wheat recipe bourbon. And then one is a by rye, which that one said the straight rye. <laughs> yeah, a, it likes rye and bourbon, so it's like a it's like a by rye. It goes both ways. Right. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so I have a quick uh, one paragraph description of these kosher whiskeys collectively, and then we'll taste both of them, and uh, we'll give you the stats and everything else. The Chicago Rabbinical Council, the CRC, partnered with Buffalo Trace Distillery to make this batch of whiskeys, distilled from the same high-quality grains as other whiskeys from Buffalo Trace. This kosher spirit was aged in specifically designated kosher barrels. In order to satisfy Passover requirements, these barrels were sold to a non-Jewish executive in a ceremony witnessed by a representative from the CRC. The bottling lines were completely cleaned beforehand and no contact was made with non-kosher spirits. Released after Passover each year, these whiskeys are big and brash, honoring the spirit of America's oldest continually operating distillery. Now they're all seven years old. Yes. And uh, they have three recipes. They have a rye recipe, which is really just a high rye bourbon. Mm-hmm. Then they have the straight rye, which is also proprietary. I don't think we know what it is, right? No, no. And then we have a weeder, a wheat bourbon. Yeah, so the weeded recipe is the one that they use for Pappy Van Winkle and their other weeded bourbons. It's about 15% wheat is what purportedly the mash bill is. Right. For the straight rye, this is the Buffalo Trace rye mash bill, which is 51% rye so that it's just a rye with it. So it's a high corn rye, basically. Right, Um, right, right. The proof on both of these is 94. Oh. Uh, the price was about, MSRP is about $40. Ed, how much you get them before? I got them for 10 more. I got 49.95 or 99 for each of them. Yeah, and these are hard to get because they're, they're limited right. expression, yeah. even though they put it out every year. But like people buy them up because you get a lot of the Jewish community buying them. And then people who kind of a secret, it's like, oh, yeah. it's kosher? Oh, wow, this is pretty good. Yeah, and they're seven years old. So there's some decent age to them. Yeah. It's Buffalo Trace. Anything Buffalo Trace that's out there is desirable. Yeah. And I'd always wanted to try them, so I figured, you know, kill two birds with one stone, which is a terrible saying when you think about exactly yeah, what it says. But kind of mean. <laughs> oh, you're very talented. But um, <laughs> right. So, uh, you want which one you want to do first? The rye uh, or the we the did? Wheat. We'll do the wheat. Okay. Hmm. It's got some alcohol on the nose. Yeah. I mean, it's a very sweet, fruity, definitely a bourbon, candy oh. notes, if you will. It, it, it it's almost a little floral. Actually, mm. Mm. you taste it. Yeah, 
It's good. Wow. I mean, it's good. Orange. Yeah. There's orange on the front of it. A lot more fruit notes on it when you taste it. Yeah. Citrus is a very good call. Orange in the beginning. There might be some cherry on the end. Oh my God. It's so. It is oaky. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm getting a lot of the signature bourbon notes of vanilla and caramel and all that. Shortbread or something like a like a cake, vanilla cakey okay. smell. Oh, oh my God. They came in together vagabonds. <laughs> Gabe and Siobhan are here to do a short later. Hey guys. Hi. How you doing? All right, everybody. We're just finishing up the tasting. Yeah, we're on right now. Go ahead. And I'll just say hello this way. All right. So on the nose, a pleasant mix of Brazil nuts, spring flowers, and a sweet tart whiff of freshly squeezed orange juice uh, with richer aromas of apricot marmalade and a minty mineral note that acts as a firm foundational underpinning. The palate starts with a dry mouth puckering echo of limestone. <laughs> Pucker. Hey, kids, get your golden check. Hey, kids, drink your seven-year whiskey. With hints of potpourri and ground nutmeg in the middle of the palate, tannic and sharply woody. Ouch, that hurts. Sharply woody. On the finish, the wood continues but recedes, leaving a lingering dryness and a subtly spicy heat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it said a lot of what we said, but I feel like we got the nose right. Yeah, but the palate. I mean, I didn't taste limestone and potpourri and ground nutmeg. No, they didn't. Did they even mention orange? They did. Well, on the nose, freshly squeezed orange juice. Well, I mean, that's not. It's all all over the palate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I don't agree with it at all. Sorry. So um, that's all right. Uh, we'll move on to the rye. Yeah, this is the uh, straight rye. The straight rye. Ooh. I mean, ooh, that nose is way different on this. It's um, way different. There's a lot going on with it. Very, very intense. There's still some citrus. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so floral. Mm. Mm. I mean, ooh, that's really nice. It's not quite as intense as the no. the bourbon, the weeder. Yeah, it's not as sweet either. It's man, it's a very nice rye. I think though, it's really subtle. God, with both of these, there's so much citrus on it, so much orange. Yeah, I mean, I'm tasting like a little lox and bagels. Are you tasting that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's kosher. Yeah. I really like the rye. I, I like the bourbon too. The bourbon's a little, I don't know, strong. Maybe just put some water in that. Yeah. Compare I mean, them next yeah. to each other. See how close they are. A couple drops of water in here. Open up the flavor. Hmm. Oh, I think that helps a lot. Man, that really opens up some of the citrus you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Wow, I tend toward the rye, but there is a spicy character to the weeder. They're both drastically different, though. Like, there's no reason you can't enjoy both of these. No, mix them together, maybe. Oh, that's that's too radical for me. I don't like it. (laughs) On the nose of the straight rye, citrus galore, it says. Wasn't that one of the Bond villains? Oh, no, wait, that's pussy galore. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, citrus galore. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Densely packed with firm, nearly underripe fruit, clementines and key lime meet a meaty, sausage-like aroma. There's an elegant and serious note of vanilla intertwined with spicy accents of cayenne pepper, paprika, and cinnamon. The flavor spins around your mouth like a dreidel as it takes you on a journey. (laughs) Oh, my God. On the palate, a complete monolithic rye whiskey sits firmly between the tongue and incisors but softens significantly as the whiskey fades toward the middle of the mouth. Mm. The finish, the rye spice notes fade, leaving a slightly creamy texture with mild vanilla, then disappears without a trace. Mm. Running out of this will definitely leave you on the wailing walls. (laughs) That's sure as I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. So many Jew jokes. Jew jokes, everyone. Hashtag Jew jokes. 
Right, we just got a memo from HR to delete the last 90 right, seconds. Right. So um, in the description that I read, it said that the barrels had to be sold to a non-Jewish executive. And I was like, why did they have to do that? So I dug a little deeper, as I do, and looked up this article in Malt Review all about these whiskeys and what makes a whiskey kosher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Kashruth is the text that lays out all the rules for kosher living. Technically speaking, all the ingredients and processes for a straight bourbon whiskey should be kosher because anything that grows from the ground is considered neutral. So the grains, the water, the yeast, and even new charred oak barrels are fine. Now, the Kashruth has considerably more rules for grapes and wine than it does for everything else, so whiskeys that are finished in wine barrels require additional rules and supervision. Also, any equipment that makes anything other than straight whiskey, such as brandy, would not be able to be kosher certified by a kosher certifying body like the CRC that was Mm. mentioned in the description. Mm. Even more fascinating are the further restrictions that are required for Passover. During Passover, you can't have anything that is leavened, which is another word for fermented. So whiskey is not kosher at all for Passover. Mm. Kosher law mandates that whiskey should not be owned or consumed by Jews during Passover as it becomes forbidden. Heaven Hill sells their entire company for the week of Passover and has for nearly 30 years. Wait, what? New Riff does as well. The Goldring family, who are the Jewish owners of the Sazerac Company and also vampires, <laughs> parent of Buffalo Trace, only sells the portion of whiskey designated for the kosher releases. So they sell the company to a non-Jew and then buy it back from them when Passover is over. Who is Heaven Hill trusting to sell their entire distillery? I don't know. This was just a rabbi was telling them this. So also, if Jews own stock in a whiskey company over Passover, that actually doesn't affect the kosher status because it's determined that they only actually own a portion of the profit and can't walk into a distillery and take their shares. But that's isn't that a crazy thing it that happens? Unbelievably crazy. That's crazy. So I think both will welcome addition to your collection if you can get a bottle of each. So I'm definitely gonna mix them together. Oh Scott. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. What's that like? All right, I'm gonna taste it. Hmm. I took a much bigger sip than I wanted to. You just described the last two years of my life. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's really good. Wait a minute, I'm doing it. Oh wow. It is good. I don't understand how it works, but it works. 80% of the time we do that is good. I know. I think it's because there's so much citrus yeah. on both of them. Yeah. So they're not clashing with each other. They're complementing each other. Right. So listen, whatever you guys can do to make your whiskey more enjoyable, mix it together, drink it separate, drink it alone in a closet with lights out so no one can find you, <laughs> whatever you want to do. But to our Jewish whiskey drinking brothers and sisters, I say uh, cheers to you. Cheers and l'chaim. Mazel tov. Mazel tov sorry. All right, so we only have the season six preview okay. to go through. What's coming up? All right, so season six. So what's exciting, mm. possibly exhausting about season six, is that because we have so many things planned, uh, we'll be releasing a podcast every single week until April, with the exception of the last Thursday in January and March, which means we'll be doing a total of 23 podcasts. Is there, Why? Is there five weeks in March? Yeah, there is a fifth week in March. and. Oh. So we're going to do seven episodes. Here are our episodes. Okay. Episode 46 is going to be Barton's, 1792, all bourbons. We're going to have Gabe on that one, maybe, if he behaves himself. Nope. <laughs> and a special guest. <laughs> um, episode 47, we're going to do another reboot, Basil Hayden versus Old Granddad. Our second episode, uh, Jeff and Sue are going to be on that one. Episode 48, the metal whiskeys, Gabe and Siobhan are going to be doing that. We're going to debate the top 10 metal bands of the Whiskey Tangent podcast. Episode 49, Japanese Whiskeys 2. We're going to have Marty and Rachel come back and Anders as well. Uh, Episode 50, New Year's Eve cocktail and jacket party at the lounge. 
Mm-hmm. That should be the fun time. Uh, episode 51 and 52 are to be determined, and they are going to be both in February. So we're going to call them surprises right now because we don't know what they are. Yet. We don't We don't even know. Who yeah. knows? Uh, then we're going to do six shorts interspersed with those episodes. Um, uh, solicited quick taste, Grayson, Texas Bourbon, which we're going to actually record right after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the local lounge, Barrel Pick, Quick Taste, Whistle Pig, 10-Year Rye. Uh, top 10 list the states with the dumbest alcohol laws which we recorded with Siobhan earlier uh, the fourth and final installment of our infinity bottle series with Gabe is going to be on that and the mm. Christmas Eve short uh, whiskey to be determined yeah we're also going to do three bonus shorts the last Thursdays of September October and November we're going to do mocktails 13 more scary spirits for Halloween scoured the internet once again to try to see if we can get lightning in a bottle and be even funnier than our funniest podcast and then the football whiskeys for Thanksgiving. Sounds good. And then we have a whiskey wormhole coming up, possibly right. a Canadian spirit from the 50s. Yep. entry 3, the secondary market will be our topic. And of course, Whiskey Madness 2022, Road to the Final Pour, featuring 16 brand new whiskeys. All right. A lot going on, everybody. A lot of good stuff. And um, I will say that our downloads slowly but surely increase every month. So we thank you for your support. Yeah. Thanks, we everybody. We appreciate all of our regular guests that come on and make it special. Yeah. It's like hosting a party every two to three weeks. It's a great time. It's a party in your mouth. Everybody's coming. Wow. And on that <laughs> note. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Later. If you enjoyed this podcast episode be sure to check out our next episode which is way better than this one. Oh yeah also follow and like our facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on twitter at whiskey tangent you can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow scott at giant cup of awesome spelled a-w-s-u-m just to be annoying hey you can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.